Well, that was uh, anyone who watched Hannah Montana will know that that was uh, a theme song from uh, from that movie, and it stars Miley Cyrus, who of course uh, is making great strides in her music career, the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus. And someone said she's related to Dolly Parton. I'm not sure. I think that might be a godmotherly type relationship, but they certainly get along famously together and they sing very well together. So that song, The Climb, was a direct reference to our next story. Well, I have in my hand a very handy book if you're into walking, long-distance walking probably. It's called The Grampians Peaks Trail. Now, we've covered this particular place and activity before uh, when it was first opened. One of our reporters went for a bit of a wander on it and also we spoke to the people who are going to be building a, uh, a lodge, I suppose you'd call it, up on part of this particular trail on private land, but uh, close enough to the trail I think people walking a long distance might want to stay the night somewhere. So I've, the reason I've got the book is that... Uh, Two fabulous gals have written this book uh, and it is 174 pages of packed tight of information and lovely photos and uh, very well structured. It's just fantastic. I want to introduce Julie Mundy and Deborah Hayes. Welcome to Travel Writers Radio, ladies. Thanks very Thank much, Graham. You. You're much. both there. That's good to, good to hear you. Now, Julie, you spoke to me... Um, well, via email, we talked initially that you've done quite a few of these books and um, you are indeed someone who loves a walk. And so the book is, uh, I guess, just a positive outcome from something you love to do. Yeah, absolutely, Graeme. I think I was really lucky um, to get involved in writing these, these books because I'm first and foremost a walker. Or a wanderer. A wanderer. I wouldn't say I'm a hiker. I'm pretty slow, but right. um, yeah, it was just a way of really sharing that love of walking. And to be honest, giving me an excuse of getting out from my day job of sitting it behind a desk. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I think this is the seventh or the eighth one that I've done, and the fourth one that I've done with Deb. It's been, you know, fantastic ten years of riding and walking. Now I read in the book that you and Deb are school friends. Oh, no, school friends because of our kids, actually. Oh, get we met, it. Oh, we, I get we, met, it. we met through um, our children being in the same class. As you and, do. Um, yep, I get yeah, it. Yeah, as you do, so, for sure. So, Deb, have you had a long-term love with walking? Yes, I certainly have. Um, my walking started when I was a kid and uh, we used to go down to Lawn for our holidays. And my aunt, who at the time I was quite upset with, used to load us into her big old car and you know, she'd scream all aboard the lugger and we'd all head off with our little peg baskets full of lunch and she'd make us do all the hikes which I wasn't really fond of then but I'm really grateful for now because it did start my absolute love of walking. That's fantastic. So this is the fourth book you and Julie have written together right? Yes that's right. When did you start walking together? Well it was it was before we started Writing. We started writing together, yeah. obviously, but Julie was writing books at the time and I was her trusty sidekick. I'd, I'd um, <laughs> but, you know, at the drop of a hat, she'd say, oh, I have to do a walk up so-and-so today, would you come with me? And, uh, you know, of course I was, couldn't wait to get out. So, um, yeah, so we started walking together. I think when our kids were in about, when I think uh, Gus and Kian were in grade two, I think. Okay. So how many years is that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, more than we care to remember. They're in their twenties now. Okay, well, there you go. There's a there's a good answer. Um, yeah, and and now you're an author. Yes, I that's know. something I interesting, can't isn't it? it? Yeah, no, it is. no, that's it's really great. Exciting, exciting, yes. Look, I do want to commend you on this book. I'm I'm not a great walker. As a kid, I got dragged up a few mountains too. I climbed, used the word advisedly, climbed Mount Feathertop <laughs> three times Ooh, uh, with a church yeah, group. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, but the bloke leading it was a 75 year old with a stick, and <laughs> he plodded along, you know, <laughs> like the tortoise, and I was off like the hare. But of course, I'm lying down panting as he walks past me. Yeah, you know, steadily going up this <laughs> second highest mountain in Victoria. Uh, so that's the extent of my walking and or ascent capability. But this is an incredibly well-organised book. Now, did the publisher get involved in how you were presenting this book or did you both sit down and have a strategic approach to this? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Graeme, because the uh, publishers, Woodslane, have a national series, as you might be aware of, mm. um, lots of different walking books that tend to have day walks. And there is a sort of a standard approach to that, though they give you a fair bit of leeway, which is great. But actually, the, this through walk, the Grand Pins Peaks Trail, and the other one that we've done together, the Great Ocean Walk, actually did take a lot of thinking about how to structure it in a way that would be useful for all sorts of walkers. So both of them have been written so that you can do them either as a through walk, how they're originally designed, or as a series of day walks or two or three day walks together. And it's really, I'm super excited to hear you say it's well structured because there is a lot of thought that goes into oh, it. And, it and we ideally wanted people to be able to have it as a planning resource, right, So and to get them excited about, you know, really doing what is a world-class walk. It's gobsmackingly beautiful. Yeah, well, I gather, I gather it is. And... You know, I've interviewed people who've done the Pacific Crest Trail, which mm. is an incredibly yes. long, like a three-month uh, trek down one side of the USA. How many days mm. is this Grampians Peaks Trail, if you treat it as a through walk, in other words, you are going to stay out on the track somewhere, how, how long does it take? Well, it's well, designed it's... as a 13-day walk. Right. Um, and that's the official distance. And a lot of people look at those official times and distances and think, oh, my Lord, you know, that's taking far too long for such a short walk. But it is pretty challenging underfoot. And we do encourage people not to underestimate it. But, yeah, it's 13 days, 164 kilometres from, from north to south. It's it's a decent walk. But you've got it effectively broken up into, I guess it's almost broken up into days, isn't it? That's each right. of your yeah. little segments about a day. Uh, so if somebody yeah. wants this to go and, and sample this, and I've been to the Grampians, but I've just gone to that lookout and go, wow, fantastic, uh, back in the car. Uh, now, if someone wants to just do a day walk, say, from Halls Gap, either north or south, uh, they can do that. And, and you've got the sort of sufficient detail in here to alert them to all the things they're likely to encounter, right? Yeah, we can't have, so the Grampians Peaks Trail's linear, which means it starts in, you know, point A goes to point B goes to point C. So if you want to stick religiously to the actual GPT trail, you do need to organise a shuttle. So there's shuttle services or you can do it with two cars. And we've got information about how you can actually do that. Right. But you can also, quite a few of the walks can be made into sort of circular walks. So there's another book that we've done, which is Grampian's Day Walks, which includes parts of the GPT, but done in a circular way so you're not so constrained from a right. transport point of view. 
Right. Now, is this only a published book or is it available as an e-book? No, it's a published book. It's a right. hard copy. So you get it in your hot little hands and you get very excited by all the photos. Yeah, I'm just and... wondering if I didn't want to carry the book, could I look yeah. at it on my smartphone? But maybe there's too much well, detail here for that. Well, what, what, what I tend to do is take a photo of the sections that I'm going to do and then I can have it in my on my smartphone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the smartphones do have a little bit of a limit, though. It's a bit like looking through a keyhole and in terms of navigating a screen any larger than a, a phone. But That's true, although if you, were, if you were doing it as an EPUB book, it would be on your phone anyway. So I think that's part of the reason why we have it in this format is there is a lot of information to include. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot of information, and I mean, and, that's and great. Also, so I was just going to say, we also recommend getting the Parks Vic walking maps because... They are very good. Now, you have some maps in here. They're not full-blown topographic maps, but they give you a sense of uh, ridges and, and things of interest. Uh, yeah. You've even got a... There's even a... What do you call that type of map that Ele shows you the elevations? elevations? Oh, yeah, the histogram. It's yeah, a histogram, is it? Map. Okay. Mm, apparently. I, good I, only, I only found that out when we started doing them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see it on the... You know, when they're doing the, the Tour de France... Uh, you That's think they're right. just riding on a cobble road, but it's a 15-degree uh, hill or something or other. Uh, well, we thought it was important to include here because what people don't realise when the GPT is being advertised is that you walk almost or you climb up almost the equivalent of Mount Everest by is a few right? metres and descend the same over this walk. Yeah. And people don't think of that sort of elevation gain when you're walking in Australia because we're much flatter country. Well, yeah. Mm, that is a that's proverbial... a tough old walk, this one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 13 days, is that one of the longer walks in Australia? Well, yes. we do have some big national trails, right? So you can walk the entire length of Australia from north to south. There's, there's walks that go from Melbourne up to um, to Canberra. So they're, you know, the are they designated walks, walk. though, or are you on the yes, Hume Highway? <laughs> no, they're designated <laughs> walks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. And are you into that level of walking or not? I, you know, I tend to do a multi-day walk each year, which, you know, which might be five or six or seven, ten days. Right. That's sort of my treat to myself. Although in a couple of years I'm doing the Via Francigena in Italy, which is a thousand Ks with a, with a girlfriend. So um, get back to me and I'll tell you if it's my thing or not after I've done that. Well, it's interesting <laughs> that for someone who isn't a walker, me, I've interviewed a number of people who've done some you know, quite strenuous walks, including, uh, you know, the walks around Europe. Uh, the those, Caminos. Yeah, Caminos. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, they're very, very interesting. I don't know that I could, I don't know that I could do it. I think I, I have too much stuff I want to carry, you know, and that's a, yeah, that's a yeah. challenge. But it's interesting you say that it's the equivalent of uh, Everest. Um, it, uh, that's actually amazes me. So you're pretty good at whacking up a pup tent. Is that where you tend to... You know, stay at night? <laughs> no, I'm well past, I don't, I don't know about Deb, but I'm well past carrying all my kid on my back, um, so which I used to, to do a lodges, lot of in my you? 20s. Yeah. No, there's no, there's not a lodge option um, except in the northern section where it's they're run by sort of private tour providers. Right. So your options for the GPTs, you're either camping and carrying all your own kit or you're doing as a, as a series of sectional day walks with um, shuttles back and forth. Well, that's with a provider, is it, who's got a tent or something? What do you? Uh, if you don't have a tent, what do you do? Sleep in the open? No, no, no. So you can drop your car at one end 
yeah. and drop another car at the other end and you can walk from one to the other oh, and then you go back to you. Yeah, so we call yeah, that a so shuttle. Lots of car shuttling. Okay, I'm with yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a lot of driving, but a lot of people are doing the GPT that way just because it's more accessible because otherwise it is carrying all of your own kit and uh, and that's a fairly significant undertaking. We've written, you know, all about that and consulted a lot with people who do it that way and that's the, you know, that's the recommended way mm. with Parks Victoria. Okay. So somebody who gets this book for Father's Day, and that's a good timing for uh, for us to talk to you. What are you going to recommend to them as the most uh, interesting part of the, the GPT? Julie and I were talking about this before, as you know, we were sort of saying it's sort of like trying to choose your favourite child. It's, it's, um, it's all amazing. Like, but um, if I had to really say, I'd probably say the central section, which is really rugged it's really um, feels really isolated when you're out you get a lot of elevation and the vegetation changes quite dramatically so you're actually up in a sort of alpine vegetation when you're up on mount william yeah but be- all of it's beautiful but yes the central okay. section i think is probably okay so that's I, the I think- Julie? Yeah, I was going to say for me, I really love the northern section. It's not as rugged as the central section, but it's very varied and there's some really dramatic mountains and ridgelines and views out across the plain. But, you know, to me, I think the GPT is, it just depends what people are looking for. And the one thing I would say to people is not to underestimate it. It's not a walk to take on your first multi-day walk. For that, I'd be saying go to the Great Ocean Road or, you know, one of the coastal walks further north. This one does really require some, yeah, it requires good good levels of fitness, lots of planning, I think, and it shouldn't be, especially that central section shouldn't be underestimated. I mean, it snows up at the top of Dual and the weather, the camps up there can be quite exposed. So it just depends what you're looking for. You know, you can break it up into three and four day sections, which a lot of people are doing. There's sort of the the north, the central and the southern sections. Right. Um, and, you know, you'd probably start on the north as, as an introduction to the central bit, which get, you know, which gets much tougher. Now, you do have um, quite a bit of information for, for the planning of it, including I think you've got temperatures at various times of the year. Do you, would you say it's a summer activity or no can it way. get hot in summer? No, no. No way. The, the, a lot of the walking is on exposed rocks and there's very little shade for much of it because you're following, you know, big ridge lines. Right. And it can be very hot. Water is a consideration. So there are service water points along the way, but it's just the heat and exposure. I mean, Deb and I are both keen winter walkers. Right. So we're at the opposite ends of the spectrum. But, you know, the thing about the Gowrie word Grampians is spring is just spectacular it's like walking through a botanic gardens you know so yeah i definitely wouldn't recommend people do it in summer because the temperatures easily can get up to 40 where's your next adventure you two where where are you off to next and maybe a book from it interesting you should ask that julie and i've just come back from almost four weeks in the flinders ranges so okay in south australia so that yes in south australia and that so that'll be our next our next book, so okay. we're very excited about that one. Right, yeah. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds great. And is the Flinders Range is that a sort of a big circular walk? No. So there's a there's a long distance walk 
in South Australia called the Hazen Trail, trail which goes for about a thousand kilometres. This Hans Hazen. Yes, that's yes. Right. right. So Artists, that's there's yeah. that one big through walk, but we've actually done a series of I think we've got thirty one day walks. Okay. Right from the southern Flinders Ranges in Mount Remarkable all the way up to um, sort of Arcarula, way up in the northern, very remote, rugged Flinders Ranges. It was fantastic walking, I have mm. to say. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. And, and a, a bit, bit similar to the Garawad Grampians, wasn't it? Yeah, and just in its ruggedness and everything. You know, yes. I think people often yeah. think of Wilpena Pound as being the Flinders Ranges, and I think that was the biggest excitement for me was discovery, and discovering just how much more there was yeah. and how, yeah. how remote and yeah, unvisited a lot of it is. It's fantastic. Mm. So how long before that book will come out? <laughs> We're writing. We're writing, writing at the moment. Yes. So I'm just it's wondering really when I will speak to you again. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> well, probably early in the new year. year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm up for it. Pe- I'm not well, up for the walk. I'm right? up for the long-distance chat. <laughs> <laughs> I think what people don't realise is, you know, we get some funny questions. People say, oh, do you actually walk all the walks? And the answer is yes. I mean, some of them we walk multiple times because, you know, there was this one section up in the north of the Gary Word Grampians where the fog <laughs> and the wind and the rain was so bad, we couldn't actually see anything to describe it. So I think we probably did that section maybe three times so that wow. we could actually yes. tell yeah. people what they were actually going to see. Yes. But um, so we get questions is, you know, do you actually walk the walks? Yes. And then people don't actually realise that once you actually walk them, you write them, you research them. And then it's about a five-month process through till publication. Sure. You know, by the time you go through editing and design and printing and everything. Well, you've done so, well. Yeah. I mean, this walk wasn't officially declared. I think it was late last year, wasn't it? Year before uh, last, yeah. Year before, year before okay. Last, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, well done. I congratulate you on what you put together. And it it's actually is a remarkable tool that you've produced for people, whether they take the book in their, in their backpack, and it doesn't weigh that much. It's... Uh, is it A5 size? It is an A5, yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, yeah. it, it would fit in a large pair of jeans pocket probably, but um, <laughs> very, very well done, yes. ladies, and uh, congratulations on on that. It's uh, easy to read and there's lots of information, even if you're wondering what that animal lying in the grass with the stripes is, that's a tiger snake. Just trust yeah. the girls, it's in the book. <laughs> Don't go near it, right? So you do show a few of the... Yes. Uh, Less uh, welcome visitors. A funny point on that one is the designer who works with us on pulling together the book, she said to me, oh, I don't know about including those photos of the snakes. They're a little bit off-putting for readers. <laughs> we said we thought it was exactly. important that people would know what they're looking at. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So we have got them in our wildlife You've section. You've only got three day. snakes I could see. That's w- enough. That's why we that's walk plenty. in the winter, Graham. Yeah, I'll- <laughs> Anyway, yeah. eyes on the ground, you'll be okay. Absolutely, they're not, yeah. They're more, they really are more afraid of you than you are of them. Yeah, tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Julie and Deb, thank you so much for your time. Uh, great to have you on Travel Writers Radio, and I'll look forward to talking to you about uh, what we can expect from the Flinders Ranges. Have you got any other sort of destinations around Australia that haven't been done yet? Like, is there anything up in the Kimberley? People talk a lot about the Kimberley. Yeah, so there's quite a few authors who write with our series and they tend to be, you know, located in the regions, which is great. So we we have focused mostly in Victoria. So we've done the Great Ocean Walk. We've got the Goldfields coming up. We're doing Wilson's Prom next year, just waiting for some of the walks to happen. Our next one after the Flinders Ranges is Best Walks West of Melbourne. So that'll cover the whole of the Western area. 
and that oh. complements one that one of our other authors has written on the east side of Melbourne as well. So oh, okay. wherever you go, hopefully there's a great, great walking book to send yeah. you out to see some beautiful things. There should be a walk from Robe in South Australia, South Australia up to the goldfields because if you go to, to Robe, there's a plaque on, a, on mm. a round building there. I don't know what the building was, but it was telling the story of how the miners from China wouldn't come into Port Phillip because they had to pay some sort of a tax. So they lobbed yeah. into South Australia and they were walked, were escorted, in fact, from Robe up into the goldfields by the police. Well, oh, really? Do you know, Graham, yeah. one of my ancestors actually mm-hmm. was one of, not the Chinese one, but she came from um, Ireland and she walked from Robe to Talbot in uh, central Victoria over okay. three months with a baby on a hip. Maybe you, a should re- you should recreate that weeks. one. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, Deb? <laughs> well, I think the only the thing head. in the goldfields, you'd have to watch, that... you don't step into a shaft. Correct, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah they, I mean, yeah. they were seriously strong and amazing people then. Yeah, they That's were. That's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Deb, you want the last word? I, I haven't, don't know whether I've got a last word. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we enjoy walking together and riding together and it's, you know, it's, it's been a, a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I can tell you they're a good partnership. You haven't yelled at each other for the whole 10 minutes we've been talking. <laughs> oh, we, we do that in private. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. That's great. No, usually, seriously. Usually, usually over map interpretation. Oh, yes. okay. All right. Well, I'll leave you to sort that out between you. And uh, thank you so much for your time and your effort, your personal you. exertion in getting this together. And I think it'll be a great resource for people who enjoy either a long through walk or a few day walks. Thanks again for being on Travel Riders Radio. Thank Thanks you, very much, Graham. The Grampians Peak Trail Guidebook is published by Woods Lane. And if you would like a 15% discount on this excellent guide, be a terrific Father's Day present, since that's coming up very, very rapidly. So the guide written by Julie Mundy and Deborah Hayes, if you'd like a discount, follow the link on our show notes at soundcloud.com forward slash Travel Writers Radio to get that discount rather than me reading out long complex URLs just go to our SoundCloud site find Travel Writers Radio and the story and uh, the link will be there